Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Loveline with neo-feminist entrepreneur and talk show host Amber Rose. I'm going to be talking about sex, relationships, and self-confidence. Everything from sexual curiosity to self-empowerment. Amber is joined by certified sex therapist Dr. Chris Donahue. I'll be talking about my own personal experiences and answering intimate questions from fans. This is Loveline with Amber Rose. Welcome to Loveline, everyone. Hey, With Dr. Chris. I got my two assistants here, Benji and Joseph. Um, and today we are going to talk about racism, feminism, and celebrity. It's a powerful trifecta. Yeah. It's like a motherfucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, okay, so let's just get right into it because so I'm all over the internet. <laughs> for saying something that I never said. As always. So catch people up, those that haven't heard, although I don't know how you haven't heard at this point. But. Okay. <laughs> so basically I did a Drink Champs interview and that's with Noriega and like his team and stuff like that. I'm a huge fan, shout out to Noriega. He's like one of my favorite rappers ever in life and, um, and I love him so much, he's so awesome. And his beautiful wife as well. But I, so I did the interview and in the interview, right, they were asking me about my childhood and how I grew up and how I was, you know, different, how it was different for me and stuff like that. And, you know, we, there was one clip, they got like a fucking eight second clip. And I was like, you know, where I grew up, speaking of like, you know, my overall general, you know, area where I like hung out and shit like that, that, you know, the other people weren't traditionally beautiful, right? And anybody that knows me knows that like, I think everyone's beautiful. Yeah, have they looked Very at true. the people you've dated? There's no commonality between them all. Exactly. You well, have, yeah. You've, attra- you, you've been attracted to and dated different body types, races, shapes, income levels, careers. Mm. <laughs> you right. weren't saying that um, you thought they were not traditionally beautiful. You were saying to society standards, basically. Well, what I was what I was basically saying was is that what I said um, in the Kodak Black you know, post that I did on Instagram, like probably, but that was like a, two weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't that long ago. Two week, two or three weeks ago. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, I was saying how I felt like all the girls were more beautiful than me. Right. I wanted to be like them, and society and South Street and downtown. It wasn't like South Philly, but um people definitely treated me different, I guess, because I had European features, right? right. Or what society thinks is more beautiful. Which That's, is always Eurocentric exactly. beauty standards. But it's not right. what I think is more beautiful. Correct, yeah. Right, so they got my words, they mixed them up, 
And they're basically saying that I said everyone in South Philly is ugly. And they're okay. more beautiful. So you've <laughs> now, but wait, you've now gone on record multiple times saying that, that that's not what you believe and that that's not what's true for you. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm thankful that we're at a time politically where we pay attention to what people are saying. Mm-hmm. And I love that we are holding people accountable and that there are consequences for what people say. However, go after the right people. Right. 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 Let's not go after someone like you who's dedicated their life to actually undoing social injustices. Hello. Exactly. Go after the people <laughs> so who have made an entire career on racism and body shaming and sexism. It's so misdirected. And that's what's problematic about it for me. Yeah. Well, it's just unfortunate. You know, it really makes me sad because, you know, I don't feel that way. Right. And you know, I, I looked at the comments and I'm like, you know, I see that there's people that are like, you know, I actually watched the whole interview. Right. So I understood exactly what you were saying. But, you know, but the fucked up thing is, is that my own hometown where I I was born at Pennsylvania Hospital, you can't get any more Philly than that. <laughs> right. And so, you know, my own hometown, which is fucked up because. Even when I go home, even before all this shit, even when I go home to Philly, right, I listen to the radio stations and I'm like, you know, this is like my childhood. It makes me feel like, yo, I'm back home. Like, I feel good. Like, I'm a hometown Philly girl. And then I listen to the radio and it's like this fucking bitch, you know, Amber Rose, she was nothing but a stripper. Nobody likes her. You know, I remember when I first, first went back, you know, um, kind of after being out on the scene and I was listening to I'm, I'm not even going to mention the person's name on the radio because they ain't even going to get that much time for me but I was listening and they literally had callers call in to the radio station in Philly to talk shit about me yeah, so basically, in my own city, though, in, instead yeah. of a city being proud of what they've produced, right? Because they're they're responsible for who you've become in a beautiful way. Philadelphia, wrote, you know, raised you, right? Um, why not support you and all the other talents? Because Philadelphia's produced a lot of amazing talent, yeah, in in music and art. And breaks my heart too. I'm from Philly. Mm-hmm. I think it's fucked up. Yeah. I don't know why they'd go after their own. A lot of people just aren't happy with their own lives. So, but that's the thing. There's so many people to go after. Go after people that are truly problematic. Right. Stop wasting time going after well, someone like you. You know what I feel? I feel like, you know, it's like when you just don't want to like somebody. Yeah, exactly. That's and then, then you kind of almost give them a reason to be well, like, why don't See, they I like told you. you? Why don't they like you? Well, they don't it. like me because um, I was a stripper in Philly. First of all, I was beloved. I had a million friends. <laughs> I had a girl. Okay. okay. Um, even in the strip club, I was well respected by all the girls that I worked with. Even if, you know, what's fucked up is that, you know, I see girls that I spent 13 years with all through school from kindergarten to fucking 12th grade. And I see them and they're like on IG or on Facebook and they're posting like old pictures of me. And they're like, bitch, you were ugly. Like, we, you know, we know you. And it's like, 
Well, that's actually a picture that I posted on my IG, and then you just took it when I said I was the ugly duckling. And who, wait a second. Wait, let <laughs> me jump like in the ugly duckling. Who the fuck calls a child ugly? Seriously. Thank you. Seriously. Like, how nasty are you that you're looking at a picture of a child and telling them they're ugly? Or actually, let me make it better. Who tells an, calls an adult ugly? Yeah. Who calls anyone ugly? How's but, integrity? But the fucked up thing is, is that, like, everywhere on social media, and I, you know, my people, I got family in Philly. And they're like all over the radio station, they're playing the clip over mm. and over again. But if you also know who I am or you're a fan of mine, you know that I don't call people ugly. I don't I've think anyone never heard you call right. a person ugly. And so and so but what happened is is that all the headlines are like Amber Rose calls everyone in South Philly ugly. You didn't even say that. In it's the like they want they wanna hate you. Because you got out of Philly and you're like doing good for yourself. Right. And like a lot of people probably are still there and they're just like miserable, miserable with their lives. And I mean, you know, it makes me sad because I go I go back to my neighborhood. I go back to my city. I show love. I've like, you know, and then for for especially people that I grew up with to say stuff like that, it's like, yo, like. We were cool for like my entire life. Yeah. They know my me. entire life. Mm -hmm. Like I never felt like, like to see, like to see a post like this girl that I that I grew up with. I seen a post right, and she was like, and like this girl was like from the other side. So like my neighborhood in Philly. Shout out to Philly. Anybody in Philly knows that Philly is very, like integrated but segregated yeah. from from oh, yeah. neighborhood to neighborhood, yeah. right? So my neighborhood was all black. Then you go down like two blocks, two, three blocks, and then it's like all Italians, right? So my school was all black. So I would like, that was my neighborhood. But then I would also hang out with the Italian girls the too. The Italian market area, right? Yeah, like yeah. over in, in that way as well. And um, you know, and so I see like the Italian girls when I used to like like the Italian boys and stuff like that, and they definitely did not pay me any minds <laughs> um, because my mother was ethnic, it's no shade. Um, and, you know, it's like these girls that like grew up with money and like had everything and were like very extremely beautiful. And like, you know, um, they're like they're like posting old pictures of me. And then all the girls that I went to school with right were so beautiful that i wanted to be them i wanted to be brown skin i wanted to be dark skin i was the different one in my school right. and if i went to an all white school i would have been different to them as well you know what i'm saying it just would have been a different it would have been a different situation but i was always very different and that's all i was saying in the interview like is that either way i was different yeah, and I think, I guess I and also... And people treated me different. I hear you, and I also want to throw in the point that, like, as a psychologist, it's important to me that we also... And, and again, I, I support what you're saying, and I agree with you, I believe you, and I also think we have to, as a culture, allow space for people to fuck up. Right. There, there's also this idea embedded in all this that you're not allowed to sometimes have a bad day or so, say something fucked up sometimes. Well, okay, so now let's get into the celebrity aspect sure. of it, right? So... I have stated so many times that I didn't ask for fame. It just happened for me. I figured it out, you know, dealing with a lot of scrutiny, a lot of bullshit, you know, people not 
wanting to like me. They just don't want to like me. So like they 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 pick at me for like every little well, thing that culture, I do. Culture culture's overwhelmed by people being made famous for what they feel is an <laughs> undeserved unearned or, no. thing. Yeah. But again, that's the same people that are helping keep and make those people famous, right? Yeah, that's not like the same people that are hating on the ones watching Housewives <laughs> and the Kardashians. Like, right. you can't have it both ways. Right? Yeah. I'm like, blame the consumer, yeah, man. Exactly, Don't blame me. For sure, and you're the consumer. <laughs> Look, Amber, you're like, I'm just living my life, and if y'all want to watch, that's cool. Don't blame me because you're watching. Me. No, but Joe, what did your you said somebody said to you the other day? Like, why don't she just lay low? Yeah, somebody, somebody was. Um, I was texting this guy, and he was. I was texting this guy, and he was just like. I guess he just thought he knew you, you know, like everyone thinks they know your life and what you do. And the fact that I do know you when people say things like, you know, he was like, why don't you, why doesn't she just try to lay low? You know? And I'm like, all she does is wake up every day and live her life. She doesn't, she, she didn't ask running the, around wait, calling Amber, the paparazzi to come Yes, Amber did not her. ask the girl. paparazzi to take a picture of her getting her contact lenses picked up. Like, right. I saw a photo of you like at the eye doctor in the waiting room. I'm like, she clearly did not ask for that right, photo to get exactly. taken. I mean, that's kind of amazing. Yo, like half of the time I'm literally out with no makeup on. <laughs> With fucking tights on and shit, going to dance class, looking bummy as fuck. Exactly. And I'm just like, do you think I would actually like call the paparazzi to look bummy as fuck? Right. And, and another thing is the way people who don't know you just don't want to like you and they just never want to like you. Anytime I see you meet new people, like afterwards, they're always like just so astounded because they just had this negative view of you, I guess. And they're like, she's so sweet. And I just like, I just, and I'm like, what did you think? Like, what did you think? And they're, they just don't know. They're just like, I don't, she's just so nice and just so down to earth. And I'm like, everybody at home thinks you're like this bitch. They want you to be this uh, gold digging, money hungry, hungry, like conceited. Like, I mean, they're just not that person. It's like they live for you, but they don't want to see it for you. Yeah. I just, I guess the whole thing for me though is being friends with you and other celebrities. What bums me out is this idea that because you are in the public eye, that it's acceptable for people to say whatever they want whenever they want. Yeah. And I guess I want people to be aware of the fact that, like, you're always talking to another person. Another And everyone has feelings. Yeah. And P.S., when you're posting something horrible on your social media about anyone, even if it's a celebrity, you're also marketing yourself as a shitty person to those that are, like, following you and maybe going to date you. It's just not a good look. It makes you look really unhealthy. And then also, it's, like, fucked up because media outlets, right? Like, they'll be, like, they'll be, like, uh, so, like, the... um, what interview did I do the other day? Everyday Struggle on Complex. And I was talking about like when me and Kanye had broke up seven years ago or like six, seven years ago, a long ass time ago, almost a decade ago, um, that the scrutiny that I dealt with from the internet. And I was like, yo, you have to be a really strong person to deal with. Like I had to be me to deal with that because shit, I would have killed myself. Mm. Like it was a lot to deal with. And then every headline was like, she was heartbroken over Kanye and she wanted to kill herself. <sighs> I literally never said that. And then <laughs> people like, believe the headline, even though everybody knows that the media is like about catching your attention. So of course they're gonna put the craziest thing on the it's headline. It's hype beast thing, man. It's, but it's fucking like, it's just, it's just not fair. So anyone out there that's watching that wants to be famous, like, <laughs> get God, ready God, get ready God it's, bless you and it's never gonna be fair yeah it's not and it's only gonna get worse well my whole thing is like you know they say so much shit about me where I'm just like I don't even comment on it yeah you don't see me like comment creeping on the shade room or like you know um 
you know, trying to be like, no, I never fucked that guy. I swear to God, I didn't fuck him. When I didn't fuck him, I'll just be like, you know what? Believe what you want, man. I, look, at this point, I don't give a fuck. But when it's something like this, where it's like really genuinely not my personality, it just, it, it's very hurtful. And then to see the headlines, it's just like, it's like, yo, I'm just not that person. Well, the battles that need to be fought, you're saying, are the ones where you're being used to injure someone. Mm. Right. And you're not willing to allow that to occur. Well, like my whole thing is say whatever you want about me. Right. You don't want to like me because you don't know me. I'm cool with that. That's fine. Don't say shit about my fucking kid. And don't say shit about like my integrity and who right. I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to say that I'm ugly. I'm bald headed. You know, I fuck mad dudes. Um, you know, fine. I don't give a fuck. At the end of the day, it's like, I'm not going to sit there and argue with you and explain myself why I took a picture with someone that I'm fucking cool with. You understand? Yep. I mean, they, they literally think I just fuck everyone I ever took a picture with. Right. Because they <laughs> fuck everybody they take pictures with, I guess. Oh like, and the fact that you're nice on top of being beautiful they cannot take that like you handle everyone accordingly you're so gracious so nice you don't that's not you know like they're dictating your beauty at this point well that's a boring headline to them sadly like they're not gonna write an article like Amber Rose is so nice we're gonna talk for a few (laughs) I mean it's about how nice she is and all the things she does sadly no one finds out headline on shade room Uh, Amber's happy (laughs) (laughs) that ain't gonna sell that's not gonna get those double those likes uh, but that's the thing of celebrity. But that's why, you know, again, why I like working with you and I'm willing to work with you is because I think you have an awesome mission and you have integrity. So there it is. Yeah, man. Fuck. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back to Loveline with Amber Rose and certified sex therapist Chris Donahue. So shout out to everyone in Philly. Shout out to all the beautiful women in Philly, which I never said you're ugly. I would say I'm ugly before I say anyone else is ugly. Like I look like the pictures that they're posting. I'm like, yo, dude, I was fucking ugly. No, but Amber, I, but no, listen, but no, listen, you weren't. You were a child. But I was a kid. But guess what? Kid, when child. I was a kid, I felt ugly. Sure, you're supposed but to. But I didn't. I didn't, people didn't treat me that way. Right. I didn't put that out there. I didn't say like, you know, I didn't say, oh, I was just fucking so beautiful and I was just shitting on everyone. Mm-hmm. I still don't feel like that. Yeah. It's like always been like an outcast, a black sheep. It's like, oh, we, we lived in a one bedroom apartment. I was a stripper. I fell in love. Like, if he was, but, I told but, that, but that's the thing, Benji, is like her, your, your lifestyle and your yeah. history is never, is not in our lifetime going to be an acceptable uh, persona or identity for someone to have. Right. We're not going to ever be alive during a time where the, the history of being a stripper is going to be seen as value or strength or acceptable. It's just not going to happen. Well, that's the whole thing, too. It's like, it's like if I'm like, oh, you know, I, um, I uh, had a horrible time stripping and, you know, like guys just touch me constantly and I just, it was, I don't say that. I'm like, yo, stripping was fun as fuck. Right, right. I had the time of my life as a dancer. 
I made a shitload of fucking money. I had. We talk about it as a viable job for other women yeah. that want to be an entrepreneur, want to be in control of themselves, mm-hmm. are confident in their bodies and sexual. Here's the thing: people will say all the time, people that are sex workers or strippers or dancers, it's it's because of a difficult childhood. No, sometimes it's because they have so much confidence and body esteem and they right. feel good about themselves that they openly walk into that. I have friends. I I have dated many sex workers. Sex workers. I'm currently engaged to a porn performer Mm -hmm. and they are healthy intelligent loving integrity filled people right they had a fucking bad rap and it pisses me off yeah there's nothing wrong in their childhoods they love the work they do and it's an acceptable job for someone to want to do it's not for everyone carries a stigma but there's nothing wrong with it well that's the thing i mean we talk about this all the time dr chris that you know um, we will use porn mm-hmm. at our convenience, mm-hmm. right? When we're lonely or we're single or we just want to masturbate, right. and, you quick know, nut. yeah, quick nut, real quick. Hate, wait, real pe- I hate the quick word nut. nut. That nut word. Nut. Quick nut. Bust a nut. Quick word. Nut. Nutty buddy. Oh, I don't know bust what one. it is. Bust I'll go one. bust one. We'll if, go you bust wanna, one. if you want to bust one out real quick, <laughs> you know, you'll, <laughs> you'll 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 watch porn, and then after you come, it's like ew. Yeah. Gross. They're gross. gross. They're it's gross. gross. They're disgusting. Uh, Turn it off. Fucking, Get this off my. Of clear SCDs. the history. But you, know, you know what's crazy is like I feel like um, people. I forgot my what I was gonna say. Move on. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, you want to say something about porn? Say, oh no, I was gonna say it seems like people like rapists. They like rapists, but they'll like you're a stripper and you're a bad person. Like it's so many people out there who rape people all the time. Like girls have boyfriends who are rapists, but you're a stripper. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah. Well, because I have a vagina. I mean, really, right. that's exactly what it well, is. Well, and the thing is, is like, you know, we we need porn and we need strippers because they're a counterbalance to our messed up sex yes, culture. Yes. And the fact that they exist and it's hidden is a sign that it's so needed. Yeah. Because there's something revolutionary and there's something healing in that, and so it we we need more of that actually. Mm-hmm. And it only exists because of how afraid we are of things. Yeah. And it's a true art form. It, it doesn't is. get the credit. It doesn't get the credit. Well, you know, I say it all the time. I'm like, you know what? If you if you can say something bad about a stripper, right? So this is the misconception. A stripper is a prostitute. A stripper is not a prostitute. It's a different occupation. A stripper is not a porn star. It's a different occupation, right? right? So a stripper needs to have the gift of gab. You have to go on stage and dance. And then you have to have the gift of gab. And you also have to talk the money out of someone's pocket. That's a life skill. There's an art to that. Yeah, for sure. Businesswoman. Yep. Talent. (laughs) Damn if you do. Hey, it's a talent. Damn if you don't. I think that's a talent. We need need money in life, but like you can't. Like people don't want to consider. But then it's almost like it's like she's horrible, um, and he's a good guy. But it's just like he gave me money. Oh, he participates in that system. Yeah, exists because of him. Because if no one was going in there, it wouldn't be there. Why exactly. are you it's serving a need? That also goes for girls that have babies. Sure. It's like, uh, she had a baby for a check or she had a baby for this. A guy ejaculated inside of her. If you ejaculate inside of a woman, nine out of ten she's gonna be pregnant. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. He trapped yeah. himself. Okay. Yeah. It, it's and that's why I think all this is so important though, because the work we're trying to do is uh, trying to kind of heal that 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 sex phobic part. Because um, I still, I'm always brought back to the shit you get for the slut walk. Yeah. People are completely missing the value and the point of it. 
Right. Completely abusing Because they don't the do purposes. research. They just look right. at her and they're like, ah, this hoe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, and more than anything, it's like her confidence intimidates almost everybody on top of her being beautiful, on top of her being nice, on top of her. But the, but the thing of it is, Benji, it's like, I... I don't ever look down on anyone, man. At all. I just don't. Like, I just don't. Like, like I don't know if people really don't know where I come from, but, like, I really grew up extremely poor. Like, extremely poor. So, I am not superficial at all. I'm the type of person, like, this is why, you know, the fashion world, I can't really, you know, they're like, go back to the fashion world. I'm like, it's a little too superficial right. for me. It's just not my type of people because it's like, what are you wearing? Oh, that's so last season. Oh, why do you have that on? You know, it's just like, let people be happy with what the fuck they got on. If somebody wants to wear a tutu and some sneakers and a crop top, like my beautiful fucking son right here, Benji. You better throw more um, an astronaut helmet. And, right. and, <laughs> some and, snow boots. Yeah, okay. and Joseph as well. They're just so like you know they wear and do whatever the fuck they want and that's the type of people that i like to surround myself with because it's not superficial it's literally being comfortable in your own that will always inherently be problematic for the larger culture and the media because they they don't enjoy that they don't support that that's not fun to them right it's too positive it's too feel good Right. right you will always be going against what they want you to do and that was really powerful for me we were talking about a fashion show that wanted you back on and you were saying i'm not willing to make fun of people but i will go on and talk about their wearing and how it looks great or how it works you know what I'm talking right. about the show. yeah yeah I well awesome. i would be the worst judge because for i would sure. say everyone was great right. <laughs> i love it yet again i'm really proud You're of you awesome. for, i'm really right. proud of you Keep for stepping up. out of here and this you know you have a lot of confidence yeah exactly exactly do you you know and um yeah so here's what i land with all this uh before you want to drag someone through the mud off of a quote um figure out and learn about who they are well Do not even that research. watch the whole interview watch the whole interview <laughs> shout out to tori hart because this no now tori hart is kevin hart's ex-wife um i've met her a few times she's a wonderful lady um i also feel like she was on tmz talking shit and say right. that i had mad surgery on my face and you know i, I don't think that she really looked into the interview or even gave a fuck about looking into it. I think it was just a moment for her to just be on TV. Um, and it's very hurtful because, you know, she is from Philly um, and she literally just didn't even want to think about the possibility that it was not meant to be in a negative way. Right. Um, and, uh, but that's the problem with call out culture. It's a just, it's just unfortunate because it's like, like, to come on, Tori, like you, like, you you didn't even look into what I was saying. You just got on TMZ that quick and wanted to discredit me and say that I just had mad plastic surgery and that all, all these guys are just, you know, feed, blowing my head up and telling me that I'm beautiful. So now all of a sudden I think I'm superior and better than everyone. And it's just, it's just, it's, go ahead. What do you say? Well, it's, I mean, not to get it all academic, but right now what is being talked about a lot in the social justice circles and feminism is it's not feminist to just call people out. That's actually mean. Right. And that's actually a violent tool that isn't feminist. What we need to do is what they say, call people in, which is calmly and lovingly say to someone, hey, can we talk more about what you said? 
Did you exactly. mean to say this? That was hurtful. Like have yeah. a dialogue about it. Just don't go after their neck right I mean, away. Tori, she like Tori could have called me. She could have definitely called. Sure. But even on TMZ. I definitely think Kevin Hart probably still has my phone number or could get it. She like, can you can DM you. me. Like anybody can DM that, me. Make your make your public statement one of I heard I think I heard what Amber said. Didn't sound right. I wonder what she meant. I wonder if she's where she hurt people. Exactly. Let's get her to talk more about it. Yeah. What did yeah. you mean, that? Bring it to the person no and ask them to speak more to it. Exactly. Don't like, don't fucking like just completely go in on me and, and tear me down as if I don't have feelings or I'm not a, a, a human being and I'm not a fucking real person. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just really fucked up. And then like, you know, it's, it's, it's just really unfortunate. It really is. It's just really, really fucked up. And like, you know, um, to just be portrayed in that way, to see the headlines in that way, to, you know, have girls that I grew up with go against me when they knew me my entire life and they know exactly who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just very hurtful. So do you really feel, is. do you feel like you can heal and move through this or do you need Philly to back off? I mean, what do you need? I'm, I'm, I, listen, Philly will boo Santa Claus on Christmas day. <laughs> That's my city. I, I know Philly. I grew up in Philly. I grew up in, I'm not from Reading. I'm not from Northeast. I'm not from <laughs> the suburbs. I'm from South Philly. I grew up in Philly my entire life. I know my city. You know what I'm saying? And I know how they are very sensitive. We never win at any sports in Philly. Well, the, you know, we're, we're, we're one of the very... things of Philly is like, sadly, you know, Philly is its own city and Philly has one of the most amazing restaurant scenes. Sadly, a lot of people in Philly allow themselves to feel as though they're competing with New York. Really? Yeah, that was my experience. In, mm. in, in, in media, in television, in art, a lot of people I encountered felt like they were somehow competing with New York. Because when I lived there, a lot of people were moving to New York. And it's mm. like, Philly is okay in and of itself. Philly doesn't need to compete with anyone. It's its own city. Yeah. And so my experience is that it has a little bit of a chip on its shoulder because some of them think they're supposed to be New York. It's not. I don't know. I, okay I never really got that from that Philly. I felt, I felt like Philly was just always very prideful, but also very haterish as well. Like growing I mean, up in Philly, it's like, it's like you, everything is corny until you prove us wrong. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, <clears throat> this new artist, corny, you're whack, you're corny. <laughs> like we almost have to hate on you first before we can embrace you. It's a horrible right. ethic. It's just how, it's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like since the day that I came out, Philly just, you know, they really, really just hated on me except from my close knit circle of people like you know um the whole gay scene out there i was i was in the gay scene heavy in philly you know what i mean i used to walk balls in philly so like all you know like the transsexuals and the gay boys and stuff like that like they're like they became my family and then you know um my really really close friends like sue and deanna and and tina and you know stuff like that these are girls that really know me but like like my friend tiffany it's like this bitch is all over social media, like right. going ham on me. And I'm like, I knew you my whole life. But when we go back to Philly, everybody want a picture though. Hello. Shut up. <laughs> how, how'd that work? But y'all hate her, but y'all on Instagram comments. Go ahead, Joseph. <laughs> I mean, and I'm like, y'all might want to say about the rugby out my city. You got okay. me fucked up. That is bitch, the bullshit fight. though. That like on one hand, they'll slam you, but then when you're there, they want to get a picture with you. I mean, that's so unfair. Well, I feel like the people that actually want a picture with me are like, we're cool. Like they get I it. Guess. 
You know what I'm saying? Nah, haters definitely be wanting pictures. The same people who comment negatively on Instagram will see you and be stunned. Because the and funny thing like, is, oh, I, I, sometimes I just, anger is actually the most bonding, a bonding emotion <laughs> to feel towards someone. Because when you're angry at someone, you're thinking about them a lot. Okay. You got them really deeply rooted in your psyche. I mean, yeah. yeah. Ooh, well, listen, I've, I've no. changed a lot of minds. I've changed a lot of minds because, you know, there was times where like, you know, me and Rosenberg, for example, mm-hmm. Rosenberg hated me. Shout out to Rosenberg, like one of my best friends in the world. Hot 97, Rosenberg. You know, he hated me. He was he was on the radio. He was like, you know, she's going to write a book and she's doing this and a, a fake-ass headline once again and then elaborated on it. And then I was like, you know what, Rosenberg? Why don't you invite me up to the studio? Let's have a conversation. We became like brother and sister after that. Like, I yeah. know his family and his wife and everything. Same thing with Funkmaster Flex, talking mad shit about me. I hit him up. I'm like, yo, you, you were one of my favorite DJs ever. Like now, it's like, I, how can I be a fan of yours? You know what I mean? And that hurt him that he lost a fan in me yeah. and was like, you know what, Am, come up to the station. And then played my song that I put <laughs> out for like, you know, I want to say a good month. A good month he played my song, you it's know, on song. the radio. But you're, you're, you're making, it, was good, it was a good it's song. A good song. But Amber, good. you're making the valid point. Like if you actually talk to me and treat me like a human being. You fall in love. Charlemagne. There's something there. I love Charlemagne. I really genuinely love Charlemagne. Honestly, I don't think nobody wanted to do safe word with Charlemagne. I was like, I want to do safe word with Charlemagne because I fuck with Charlemagne. I've been a fan of Charlemagne since, you know, growing up in Philly, we listened to Charlemagne and Wendy Williams on the radio in every barbershop, every hair salon, every corner store, you know, and so like, you know, I was always a huge fan of Charlemagne. He gave me shit too. And then... You know, I talked to him and I'm just like, dude, I know you want me to be this person. I'm just not that person. You know what I'm saying? So I changed the minds of a lot of people just being around them and just being cool. But that's that's the gift of these kind of situations is they give you an opportunity to come out and come forward about who you really are. You get right. to correct it. Right. Where if this didn't happen, you wouldn't be really forcing people to see who you really are. Right. And it also teaches people to not judge quiet. the next book by its cover. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So there we go. <laughs> it's just sad, man. It's just, yeah. it, it really is sad, man. It just really fucks me up. I'm not going to lie to you. It really, really fucks me up. Especially like my, like people I grew up with. Like, it's just fucked up. I get it. It's just really sad. It should. Yeah. But watch the interview. Watch, watch the actual full Drink Champs interview. Um, and uh, I think if you they, know, I think if they signed up for Slut Walk, if they paid attention to Slut Walk, they look into Slut Walk, they'll actually know more about actually who you are. Exactly. Because everything that's going on in the media, they still have not researched about the Slut Walk or came to the Slut Walk to see who the fuck you are. Yeah. But you're going to tell me who I am. Yeah. But you don't know her. Come to the slow walk. How about <laughs> that? My, these are like my kids, yo. I swear, like these these boys are don't like. Don't hurt their mom. <laughs> yeah, don't hurt Stop their mama. mom. Stop hurting mom. We didn't even say nothing because y'all was just like knocking it out, like yeah. right, 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 right. Yes, Dead research on. and research the slow walk and come to the slow walk October first. Slow walk's not about being a slut. Inner power, confidence, beauty. Everyone is individual, but slow walk is such an amazing thing, man. I like I you know when I walk around L.A. I, the, like girls come up to me and they cry 
And they're like, Amber, Slut Walk really changed my life. Completely changed their life. They brought their moms. They brought their husbands, their boyfriends, well, their it's sisters. It's one of the few loud, big public moments when yeah. they can talk about sex in a positive way. You know, we're in a culture where people are obsessed with sex and afraid of sex. And we talk about it so negatively, which is what we just talked about. If you're a stripper, if you're a sex worker, porn, slam, and it's pathological or something wrong with it, there are a few outlets where mm -hmm. people can show up and talk about it and feel okay about it. And it's so important that those places exist, like our podcast, like the Slut Walk, like our books. There right. are, we need more resources where people can see that sex is good, that sex isn't about a relationship. Sex isn't about just a man and a woman. Sex isn't about two people. Sex isn't about always just having a baby. Right. Right? Right. And that's what's so powerful and healing about it. It's a shame that it's only one one day a year. I know. I wish it was I, I wish we could do it every day. Yeah, and that's why <laughs> the, that's why this podcast is so important. It's another resource where people can hear that sex is good. Sex is healing. Yeah. Sex is transformative. Everyone's always slamming it. If you only have sex for babies, God bless you. Okay. <laughs> but but we're not. You know, most people are not having sex for babies. Most people are not having sex because of love or intimacy. They're having most people are having sex for fun or to go through sexual development or to learn it's about their identity. Line. That's right. the point of it. Or for entertainment. Or people are not having sex at all and still being called a slut because that you too. know they're just uncomfortable with the fact that they hang out with guys or, or they're developed faster than the other girls. Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker, if you grew up in in the United States and you ate fucking chicken and shit, <laughs> you're going to have again. big ass titties at 12 years old. Like, you know, <laughs> it's just like that. It was like that for me. I know my mom, yo, my mom is a crazy ass bitch in the most loving way I could say it. <laughs> my mom was born in Brooklyn and raised in Philly. And I was 14 years old and I remember walking with my mom and it would be guys at like a garage or something fixing cars yeah. and like trying to talk to me. Mm. My mom would fight grown ass men, like physically <laughs> be in their face, spitting in their face, talking to them like right like this. That's my motherfucking daughter. She's 14 years old. Like, but that's the I other developed. That's the other battle we talk about is toxic like, masculinity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where You know Miss Daddy's crazy. Oh, I only know her as sweet and loving. <laughs> I don't I haven't seen Sheet. I haven't seen the unbridled, unregulated <laughs> side of her. But that's the other point of like everything we're talking about as well, is that, you know, <clears throat> sadly, these issues and these problems like sexual assault and catcalling are falling on women as though it's a female issue. It's like it's, it's a our men's fault. issue. Yeah. It's a men's problem. Uh, rape, sexual assault, that's a men's issue. Yes. And instead of saying things like, how many girls were raped this year, it should be, how many men have raped this year? Right. How many men exactly, are catcalling? Dr. Chris, but exactly. we use these passive female-centric frameworks that take responsibility off guys. Guys don't think rape is anything, doesn't involve them, and that they don't need to learn about it. You do. Because there's also micro forms of sexual assault, such yes. as catcalling. Yes. That is a form of sexual assault. Yes. You know, calling out someone's body or sexualizing them when they don't you want to be what, is a you form know of what sexual else, assault. You know what else is sexual assault? What? If you have to go into work every day and hug your boss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If your boss comes up to you and gives you a hug every day, you feel obligated to do it. He's an authority figure yes. in your life in order for you to keep your job. That is sexual assault. Yes. People need to know that. That's what Slut Walk is about. We educate people on everything. This is like a... It, it, it's also a safe place for women to come and fucking twerk and dance and talk about let their, their boobs be out, let their titties be out. Yeah. You know, and it's like ain't nobody saying shit. Exactly. But I want to also hold space that 
that there's also an importance of men being present to be educated to learn how to interact with female sexuality in a different way to see females being empowered and overtly sexual and and seeing that that's not there for them to engage and to eroticize right it's not there for the male gaze and so i want to keep reminding guys like come out to that as well you're going to learn a lot we had a lot of amazing guys that came out last yes, year we need um, more. Yeah, they, they came out to walk on behalf of their mothers that were either raped or sexually assaulted or just the fact that they respect women and understand that we are sexual beings as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was really amazing. You know, I, I, I see a lot of guys and they joke with me and they're like, you know, I'm a BS slut wall because the sluts are going to be there. And I was like, you going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> and, you just, and you just showed you need to be there. Don't if that's play how you with think. me because, okay, don't yeah. play. Because I have we a go, love connection we, that's different. Huh? <laughs> if they have a love connection, yeah. If you're there, actually supporting the slut walk, and you meet a nice girl, then fine. But you're not gonna come in and just fucking holler at Mm-mm. at girls. It's just not gonna work like that. You will get kicked out so motherfucking fast, quick. Yeah, and I think, and I love that conversation around the fact that femi- feminism isn't about being a woman or anatomy. It's a paradigm. It's a perspective. It's a lifestyle. It's not anti man. I mean, I hear that so often that feminism is ruining men and masculinity. No, it's actually healing masculinity because right. guys are abused and beat up by masculinity yes. and masculine norms and how what you're supposed to do as a man and how you're not allowed to be emotional and you have to dress a certain way and you right. have to only have sex with women and right. it's it's mind boggling. And so feminism yeah. is such a healing, liberatory Well, they also thing. think that male feminists are gay guys. Yeah, I'm a male <laughs> feminist. I'm not gay. Right. And some gay guys aren't feminists. They hate women. And some feminine guys aren't gay. And guess what? I some women, everything. some women aren't feminists. Yeah, yo, Benji will be in a full face of makeup <laughs> with a wig and heels on and holler at bitches. Okay, that's why I love Benji. And I don't Benji. explain shit to nobody. If you call me gay, you call me faggot. That's your business. That's right. my Benji. That's it. straight I up. Trust. Yeah. Straight but up. I'll be gay though. I'll be the fag if that's what you need me to be. There you go. But um, I'm gonna keep pumping. I'll be the hoe if pulling. you need me to be the hoe. Right. I'll be the hoe. Right. I'll be the slut. <laughs> I'll be the ball headed slut. You know, when people call me ball headed, I'm like, duh. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, hey, huh? Beautiful and, slut. And <laughs> I'm like, I get a haircut like yeah. every three, four days. That's my luck. <laughs> On purpose. So stupid. Man, so clever. Strip. You guys are so Man, clever out there. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know Yo, so much ki- about my life. Right. Oh my god. Okay. How many how many viewers do we have in? A million. And everything they know you tell them. Six thousand. That's not bad. Do we have any questions up there? Besides can we get Joseph's number? Can Ooh. we get jo- Joseph is single. We want to put him out there. Benji single Benji too. single too. Yeah, I'm still sad, Amber. A long time ago, we talked about doing like a um, hook the guys up dating show. Right, that never eligible happened. bachelor for the love of Benji. I and still want to do that. I've been single forever. Benji and Joseph are that. single. Anybody out there that want to holla? Anybody? Do you, okay, so <laughs> do you guys have any questions? We have Anne, the producer, looking. Uh, she put up the peace sign. <laughs> Um, it might be delayed, actually. <clears throat> but talk about this, Amber. We're sure. we're talking about the possibility of um, recording the shows in the future. Oh yeah. Do we not want to talk about that? Maybe doing more live versions. What is that? I, I was going to take a picture of our image. Oh. Look at you. Oh my god. No, I'm saying it's echoing <laughs> in the headphones. Oh, 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 it's off. It's on. It's on mute. Oh my god. <laughs> She's Don't like, bro- what's that? I'm like, oh, everything's Don't ruin good the over moment. here. Everything's good over here. <laughs> 
God. Are they asking anything in? No, I love you, Amber. I love you too. It's just haters and lovers. Haters Hi, and lovers. Uh, if you ain't got no questions. We, we had a lot of cool yes. topics. I guess we'll talk about them next time, though. There's a lot of really important things going on. Yeah. Yeah. There's no time for one. <laughs> How far are we in, Anne, um, in the podcast? We're at Do time. we have time to do a... One topic. Yeah, we're at um, 43 minutes right now. Okay, do we... Can we... Do you want to talk about Usher? We did last Ooh. time. I mean, I'm saying live. Do you oh, want to talk sure. about Usher? Yeah, so... Because, I mean, like, this, like, the people that are watching live yeah. right now... Um, nine out of ten probably haven't subscribed to the podcast. Sure, you should go to Amber Loveline with Amber Rose dot com or play dot it to subscribe. If you uh love our speaking voices, it's also just always want to remind people. It's also on like Spotify. I think it shows yeah. up on SoundCloud. So whatever it's app you're on, you can track it down. Yeah. I listen on Spotify. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the Usher thing is actually huge because there's there's so many facets to it. So it's short of a long. Usher, someone came out saying Usher uh, gave me herpes Mm -hmm. and he knew that he, you know, was positive for herpes and didn't disclose that. And so the the discussion was around, quote unquote, they were saying how horrible that he would do that to someone. Right. And me and you were agreeing. Yeah. You know, uh, people were saying bad on her for not asking. And even if she did for not protecting herself, bad on him for not telling. And I and I agree with both perspectives. I always tell people. If you are positive for any STI or STD, I do want you to be responsible for telling people you come in contact with what they might come in contact with. I want responsibility, but I also want to hold the other people responsible for asking questions as well. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't trust that everyone's going to be forthcoming. Okay, but then we we had an argument, not literally the both of us, but we yeah. we talked about it right. because okay, let's put it out there, right? They said a girl said uh, a few girls mm-hmm. said that Usher gave them herpes. Yeah. Right. And so one, let's just put it out there. Anybody can get herpes at any time. Most most times we get we actually contract that as a child from an adult kissing us. Okay, there you go. So you can have sex one time and get herpes. Yep. You cannot have sex and just rub your dick on it, that or vice hump. versa. Yeah, or that wet hump, no shade, oh. mm-hmm. no penetration, and still get herpes. So let's not make this a promiscuous issue, well right? Said. Well it's said. it's not about like don't slut multi- shame, don't yeah. slut shame, do not slut shame. It's and, not right, about multiple partners. It's gonna make you get herpes and it's faster. Bigger than herpes, you know. Again, I I've said this to nauseam. I post this all over my social media. We have to stop slut shaming around bacterias and viruses and infections. Mm. You can get a nasty bacteria and virus from a baby, a door handle, the gym. You can be out from work on your couch with snot dripping out, shitting your pants. And people are like, oh, you have the stomach bug. That's cool. But somehow if it came from a sexual encounter, then you're nasty. And a stigma shows up. We have to stop stigmatizing because... If the stigma if the stigma remains, people won't disclose and they won't go get tested. Right. And that's part of what is keeping this going. Right. People have to feel confident sharing that they're positive and that people will be willing to still be sexual and relational. Okay, so this is the thing, right? So obviously if he was just like, I got herpes and I'm giving it to everyone, that's fucked up, right? right. But what if he didn't know? Right. How do we know that he knew? Right. Or how do we actually know that he actually has herpes? 
True. Just because someone said it doesn't mean that it's true. Well, let me make it broader. And that's why it's important. So right now there's a medication that we've talked about that everyone needs to know about called PrEP. Yes. And the studies are showing that while on PrEP, you are 99% assured you will not get HIV if you have sex with a partner who has a high level of HIV, the virus. Okay. Mm. Why this is important is because the people that are saying that they have transmitted and become positive on HIV while taking PrEP were not part of the study, and we don't even know if they already had it, and some of them are trying to blame the porn industry. Um. So my point is, we never know where some of these things came from. We have to be careful before we blame a partner or someone like Usher, because it can come from a variety of ways. And then also, you know, it's like, okay, anybody can get a sexually transmitted disease, right? Now, and most of us will in our lifetime. Right. Most of us will. We've had one and didn't know it, have one right now and don't know it, mm-hmm. or probably will. Yeah. That, that's important. Except for me. Right. Except for, Except for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm not. No, no. no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, no, no let's, let's go there. Let's, let's go there. Go there. I, I've had STDs. Yeah. I'm, I'm a healthy sexual person out in the world. I take the precautions that I feel like I need to when I want to, that I'm comfortable with. And nonetheless, I've still gotten STDs before and I've had to go get tested mm-hmm. and I've had to call people in the past and say, hey, and again, this is part of being a healthy, responsible sexual adult. I had to call people yeah. and say, hey, I know I don't know you well. We had sex last week. It turns out that I tested positive for something. I've gotten treated. You need to go get treated. You might have given it to me. I might have given it to you. Right. That's what you got to do. Okay. So my mother scared the fuck out of me with STDs Mm -hmm. my entire life. And, um, you know, unfortunately, I've I've been to a lot of funerals um, for my friends dying of HIV and AIDS related symptoms, um, which also scared the fuck out of me. So when I am in a relationship and I know that I'm going to I want to have unprotected sex and I know that you know the feelings there and it's you know we're about to be reckless um I go get tested with my partner um I get a full blood test and everything like that and I won't have sex until uh, unprotected sex until you know the results come back and I know that I'm safe right um that's just because I'm just that type of person um I suggest people do that everywhere i just think it's super easy you get your results in like three days oh it's even easier if you're a hyperactive hypersexual multi-partnered person you can have at-home tests you can literally have in your bathroom tests they're not all immediate but there are 15 minute hiv tests in your bathroom you can drop in there i mean so there there are multiple ways to be ahead of it you can go to you can go to any clinic yes and you can get a blood test right and it takes like three days. Right, you can wait three days. I mean, like you can wait three yes. days and then you can go fucking ham. Well, the other thing is right now we know if, if you trust that person. Enough. If we're talking specifically about HIV, there's these two things, prep and TASP. TASP is treatment as prevention. If you are taking your HIV medication and your viral load is undetectable, you cannot make someone positive. Let me say it one more time. If you are on your meds, you're taking the meds prescribed, and your viral load is zero, you cannot get someone, make someone positive. So if people are on prep, treatment prep, prep, and prep. you're taking PrEP, you will not become positive. So Dr. Chris, you would say for the people out there that you know like to have sex a lot, that they should constantly be on PrEP just in case. Every day. It's an everyday pill. Yeah. I think it takes two weeks to build up in your system women because vaginal tissue is different it takes i think a month but women and men who have high rates of sex partners and are at high risk should be taking it every single day 
right. effective. It's more effective than condoms. I don't think there's a lot of um, information there, about prep not, out there. Especially in the heterosexual world. Exactly. No. I was just about to say it's not just for gay people. Only in the gay world is it really well right. known, which oh. is because a little stigmatizing. Yeah, it's offensive and stigmatizing <laughs> to those that identify as gay, but everyone and women should know about this. And this actually brings us to this topic really quickly. There's a new Uber-based service called GoPuff, which will deliver Plan B and condoms. I'm not mad at that. Right? That's brilliant. For all you late night hoes. That's Man, awesome. Man, you know how many times I couldn't like get it popping because I was like, damn, right. we have a condom. Yeah. Now you just get up on and your phone. You just never get like, another chance to smash that person. 15 like, minutes later. Let me get that uh, extra yes. large <laughs> magnifier. I have a girl. 15 minutes later, you're banging it out dirty style, right? Yes. Don't, don't keep your dirty. <laughs> Those true skin condoms, tried to use them and they ripped. Oof. What the skin ones? Yeah, uh, the I tried, polyurethane. I tried to use two of them and they ripped. They ruined my whole sex. What night. do you mean two of them? Oh no, I mean like I, I mean the first one ripped and then. Oh, I, I thought you meant no, condoms no. break. That's immature. I've busted condoms. <laughs> I'm about to say. Yeah, they break. Yeah. Condoms break. I That's busted condoms y'all are before. Packing. It's it's you know what it is. Here's the thing: a lot of porn performers don't want to have laws passed where they have to wear condoms because condoms chafe and become abrasive and they tear and they cause you know rawness and they're not comfortable and so that's why i think condoms are awesome but prep and treatment as prevention as other methods are even more effective for specific things for yeah and part of being on prep also is you also get tested every three months for stds oh in order to stay on it so the use and increase of prep is not only getting rid of hiv positivity but it's also getting rid of stds because people are forced to get tested and then treated it's a win-win Damn, I mean, we're at a time where we can maybe eradicate right. the transmission of some of these things. Right. There's now gonorrhea. Um, Super don't gonorrhea. Don't want to hear about that. But there's now also a possible <laughs> inoculation. So we're making advances. Yeah. You're going to be getting your dirties. Raw style, real soon. Super guy. Yeah. That's like the oh, I'm super, getting, like getting mine dirty. Mean, don't I'm play yourself. Guy. That's my girl. Twenty one ain't playing with me, that's honey. My girl. <laughs> mm, so many, so much stuff out there. I'm so happy time. for you because I remember yeah. when you were like, yeah. my phone's dry, my pussy's dry. Not anymore, Mama. <laughs> Not, Not anymore. anymore. <laughs> Wet all day, every day. Adam okay. Girl. <laughs> Shout out to Twenty One, keeping my baby so happy. Shout out to Twenty One. When she's happy, I'm happy. Thanks, Twenty One. Keeping the family tight. 21, 21, 21. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and I love you. What are we doing? Okay. We, should we are saying goodbye. We should see how we can get prep to be a part of Slut Walk. Yeah. Well, well, we'll, we'll talk about it afterwards. Oh. Yeah, we'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> There's, some have, political, have, There's some political complications. Yeah. yeah. Although maybe everyone can still exist. Coexist. Coexist. Yeah. Yeah. It's possible. Um, that's what the world is about. Coexisting. Yes. Everybody's we'll the same it. as you. Well, yeah, we'll talk about we'll it. Talk we'll about talk about it, it after. Okay. So um, for your chance to be on the show, um, you have to call and leave your questions on voicemail at 213-375-5258. That's 213-375-5258. Leave a message. Our wonderful producer, Anne, will give you a call back. Um, today we didn't take any questions because you know we had shit to talk about yeah we had fucking shit to talk about um, and so if you want to download our previous episodes go to lovelinewithamberrose.com play.it Spotify um, pretty much everywhere and subscribe now um, today was a very special episode because you know I'm being torn apart on the internet for some fucking bullshit that I never said 
But uh, usually we have we have callers call in and then, you know, you can ask about your relationships, um, sex, body image issues, family struggles, childbirth, pregnancy, everything, any and everything that has to do with your body and your kids and your sex life and your relationships. um, Furries. Give and furries. We love furries. Yeah. Pro kink. We're kink BDSM friendly. Uh, we are, I, although I For wish sure. I, I wish I was more kinky. I'm pretty just, vanilla. Just need a couple more months. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hang in there. I'm a baby furry. I'm baby a baby furry. furry. See, we got a baby furry on just the phone today. Just That's furry. I love Benji. I love me some Benji. <laughs> Turn okay, off. so I'll give, I'll give the phone number one more time: two one three three seven five five two five eight. Call. Leave a message with any question that you want answered from Dr. Chris and I and we'll give you a call back so make sure you leave a message and subscribe loveline with amberrose.com and uh bye everyone bye guys see ya This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.